Oh, these episodes are good. So welcome to Champagne Confidence. We have officially done our first ever live show here in Perth. It was a huge success. I launched my book off the back of it for pre-sale. So if you want to get around Drunk on Confidence, a memoir by me, Heidi Anderson, please get around the link in the show notes. Um, oh, I've just had so much awesome feedback from the people that have had the book so far and you can be one of the very first to buy it. Um, so yeah, so exciting. Please get around the link in the show notes to buy my first, my very first book. Oh, look, I'm already thinking that I'm going to have another one. Uh, Drunk on Confidence by Heidi Anderson. And welcome to our live show. So over the next few weeks, you are going to get the recordings here in your earballs, earballs, in your ears, <laughs> in your ears of me on stage with some of the most champagne confident women. This is so special to me to bring this to life, you know, Champagne Confidence, the live podcast show, because for so many reasons, and I just am so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're loving the podcast. I'm loving all the reviews. The podcast only grows by you recommending it, you know, to your friend, tagging me on Instagram, showing everyone that you're listening to it, rating rating us or reviewing us. It's the only way that people can start to build their own Champagne Confidence and unleash it by you getting around it. So welcome to the very first episode of our live podcast show with Steph Gorton. You know how you feel after a couple of glass of bubbles? You're confident, you're self-assured, and you're ready to take on the world? Imagine if you had the strength and awareness to do that when the buzz wears off. I'm Heidi Anderson, author, former radio host and CEO of my own company. And this podcast is about building your confidence by stepping outside your comfort zone. Welcome to Champagne Confidence. It's Steph Gordon, everyone. Welcome to our very first live show, Champagne Confidence. I'm just checking that we're recording here. Uh, Welcome to Champagne Confidence, our live podcast show. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So Steph Gorton, I could sit here and describe you and describe you in so many beautiful ways, but I would love to know how you would describe yourself. Oh, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a, one of the questions? That's an easy question for me. No. It's handball, isn't it? <laughs> I uh, look. I think first of all, I am somebody who just loves life. I'm a natural optimist. I'm somebody who just loves to cheerlead other women. I actually found out recently that in a past life I was a warrior. Oh. Yeah, not warrior, like I'm worried about stuff. But that's me. <laughs> that was my past life. Oh no, that's my current life. <laughs> but a warrior, and like now it's like my turn to like champion others in this lifetime. And I was like, yeah, that sounds so me, and that feels like exactly what I've been put here to do. So I think like, you know, I'm a dog mum, I'm a fiance, I'm getting married in a few yes. months. Yeah. <laughs> You're so much more than that as well. And I think you'll get to know this tonight with Steph as our first guest speaker. There is so many layers to Steph and she's a wonderful friend, an incredible mentor, uh, a brilliant business coach here in Perth who's created a cult following. This woman here is now a millionaire. And I love love that I can say that because she brags about it on social media. (laughs) I'm like, say it again. 
But, but why she can say that and why it's important to maybe not cringe with that or feel uncomfortable with saying it and be champagne confident in saying this is who I am. I've created a million dollar business is because you started at nothing. Started from the bottom now we're here. Yeah. yeah. And it's been really quick. Can you tell us how you've gone from, I think I heard you and Tim on your podcast the other day talking about how you would go out and you would have $10 meals for breakfast and that would get you through all day yeah. because you were so poor. We went to this uh, Tony Robbins conference uh, called Unleashed Power Within over in Sydney and uh, my partner and I went and I was still working my full-time day job then and he said to me, you know, we're going to go do this thing. I'd never done self-development before. Tickets were like $800 and I was like, that's so expensive and now I'm like, that is ridiculously cheap, Tony. You should charge more. That was a life-changing event. But when we were there, we were so poor. We stayed, like, we were so broke. Like, when I say broke, like, I, you know, I had, I was living off my credit card. I was, I couldn't afford to pay for my car to get service. Like, you know, like, I was living well beyond my means at the time. And we got there. We couldn't afford any hotels because obviously, like, Tony Robbins was there so that all the hotels in the area were obviously booked up. And so we stayed in this, like, hotel motel, which was, like, one of those $60 a night ones. And, like, the exit sign was flashy. You know, <laughs> you, know you wouldn't, like, go outside at night. And, like, the, it was just terrifying we didn't even care right because we were just so stoked to be there but we were in bali a couple of weeks ago and we were just like this really nice hotel and this really nice restaurant and i was like babe do you remember like four and a half years ago when we were flat fucking broke and we were buying these ten dollar meals for breakfast and then not eating for the rest of the day because we couldn't afford to buy the food out because we spent so much money on the motel and the car and the flights and the, like and everything to be there um, and that was that day. I remember I quit my day job to do my business. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. So you quit your day job to start House of Hobby. Mm. And then now you've got an incredible business with what? 20, 30 staff? No, we only have, we have maybe 14 staff. Oh, okay. Well, it's quite. Hi, it's exaggeration. Oh, she's clearly back on radio. <laughs> I have to catch myself sometimes. Oh, I might have exaggerated there. Um, so you got from there to here. You've got to be confident, one, to talk about money, I think. You know, mm. confident within yourself and you've, you've done the mindset and stuff. So how did, you, how did you go from being that girl who was, you know, doing $10 meals to now sitting in front of us, talking on Champagne Confidence Live, mentoring hundreds of women through your program, as well as all the women that are your friends? And also the women that work for you as well. Yeah, it's um, it's obviously been a journey, and it like didn't happen overnight. Obviously, although it felt it has been fast. It has yeah, been it's been fast. really fast. <laughs> uh, but it didn't happen overnight. But I think the number one thing was like I think the thing that happened in that moment at Tony Robbins was I that was the first time that I actually believed that I could. And something happened in that moment. If you guys walk away with anything tonight, like all you need, I think one, uh, one of the questions I see later on is like, you know, what was it? And I'd like, it's that you don't have to fake it till you make it, but you do have to. And one of my beautiful friends, Brianna May, who's Miss Mindset, says you have to fake it till you make it. Mm. And what I really love about that is like, the, the, it was like I believed that I could, and then I did. Yeah. And the belief had to come first, you know, mm. because otherwise, like. When it gets hard, that's when you need to hold the belief the most because it has not been an easy journey. And some of my team members are in the audience tonight and, like, they've been with me and it's been fucking hard. Like, there have been so many hard moments. Like, being in business is not the easy route. (laughs) Um, Do not go into business if you're looking for a cushy, like, cash job. Like, it's not like that. It's really hard. 
And uh, and I think the thing that got me through was just like, no, 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 you can do it and you've got this and, and you can get back up and you can keep going. So would you say your confidence comes from a belief? I'd say confidence comes from a belief. If, you, if you're talking about that jump, the confidence comes yeah. from a belief. But I think... Uh, I had confidence as a child, though, and I got it because my parents were ridiculously embarrassing. My parents were, like, the most embarrassing people ever. They were the kind of people who would, like, fart in the shopping centres, like, loud. And they'd think it was hell funny. And then they'd, like, leave me in the stink and they'd be like, she farted! And so, like, it happened when I was really young, right? And so, like, I just was shamed. Like, I was, like, shamed really young. And so, for me, personally, growing up with, like, my parents just, like, like wanting to embarrass me and like my parents would like my mum was the kind of woman who'd like get her kid off at like you know at oh my god party. I need to meet her yeah <laughs> my mum was like wild and so I just grew up like being like this is normal behaviour <laughs> <laughs> And so I think, like, from a young age, like, things didn't phase me. Like, I wasn't scared to be silly. I wasn't scared to get embarrassed. I wasn't scared to get uncomfortable because I was always like that, you know? So I think, like, growing up, I think, you know, I didn't grow up in a good girl household by any means, you know? So I think that that probably really helped. And we see so much of Steph online as a confident, you know, woman who is empowering you know, all the women who follow you every single day. And there's one standout moment. I'll never forget it. And it's just stuck so in my funny, mind. I forget it, but you remember it. I remember it because I think it, for so many people, they were like, oh my God, Steph Gordon. And they were sharing it on their stories. You were walking through a shopping center. You were either doing a live or stories. And she was just strutting her stuff through a shopping center, in the middle of a shopping center, doing live or, you know, stories on your Instagram. And everyone was like, wow, that's confidence. You know, not caring about all the shoppers around you because I feel like sometimes you go in, you're like, don't make eye contact, or is that just me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) but you know, that like for me, and I was like, yeah, that's fucking confidence because we're so worried all the time. Like, I know for me, if my phone rings, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just talk really quietly over here because I don't want people to hear. But you were like, no, I'm here. I'm walking through a shopping center and I'm on my stories talking to the world. And I think that's a beautiful, confident moment. Yeah, I think. You know, like in that moment, I had a message to share, and I didn't want to not share it, and then forget about it, and then not do it. Like, how many times does that happen? Yeah. How many times do you have a message you want to share, and you're like, "This is on my heart, but I'll just wait until that perfect moment comes up." That never comes, right? Um, and I do all sorts of Instagram stories. Like, I went and uh, got a fake tan, and then I went straight afterwards to vote. And I was like, you know, when you get like real, like dirty, like real dirty tan, and I was like real dirty, and I was like in my, you know, you have your tan dress, which is like. Not the dress you wear in public, you know what I mean? And so I was like going out to vote and everyone was looking at me and I was like, I'll do some live stories. Like, just to show everybody like this is how I live my life. Damn, I miss those ones. Yeah, but because like, I mean, who cares? Who cares? But I think this is the thing. And you know, this is so much what the podcast is about is people are worried just even to do a story on their Instagram because they're worried about what their hair looks like. They're worried about what they're going to say. They're worried about what their friends or family will think if they say too much on stories. So the fact that you did it quite publicly, I think that's what was super empowering. Yeah. And I was scared. I mean, I don't know about you. My first ever story. I was terrified. My hands were shaking. Like, I was like, I can't do this. I was like, oh, my God, what are people going to think about me? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I get trolled? I mean, God, I think, uh, and all of our clients, all, I don't know, you as well. Yeah. All of our clients are, like, terrified of getting trolled, you know? Yeah. And it's normal. Like I've been trolled. <laughs> yeah, I've also been trolled. Just trolled recently, actually. Yeah, like, you do. <laughs> and I think, you know, you, what do you do in that moment when you've been trolled? 
for me personally, oh, well, I'm just I'm a big block and delete. Personally, <laughs> yeah. so I'm, like, I'm a big like, no, you don't get access anymore. Um, but for me personally, I think like, I usually my whole thing is lead with love because that person's obviously displaying something that is hurt or something that I have triggered within them that is hurtful. And I just think like, I don't know what's going on in their world and they don't know what's going on in mine. So the best thing I can do is delete, block, you go deal with your stuff. I don't want to trigger you anymore. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what many of us should do. And what do you do when your clients, because I know you would have uh, many women in your program, if someone has said something to a family member or whatever, what do you tell them to do? Like, do you tell them to block and delete? Family? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully my mum and Griffo aren't going to bloody troll us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like troll us. Uh, no, I think family's a bit of a different story. I think, like, first of all, they're probably not getting trolled, but they might be getting put down, mm. questioned, judged. Um, you know, there's a lot of people... I was actually just having a chat with the chick who does my lashes today, and she was saying that her friends recently have just kind of stopped supporting her. They've kind of withdrawn, they've stopped talking to her because she started to get some really big success. And the more she talks about her big success, the more her friends have started to kind of pull away. And and we were having... She's like, I know you've spoken about this before. Like, what is this? And I was like, you know, sometimes when you shine so bright, what you're doing is you're showing people what's possible for them. And that's so magical But some people can feel like you're overshadowing them. Mm. And so, and that's their stuff and that's for them to work through. It's not for you to fix. But I think that, you know, with my parents, like my parents still to this day, think that I'm like doing something illegal. (laughs) (laughs) They are not in the world where they thought that, you know, their daughter who doesn't have a degree could be a business coach. Mm. Like, what even is that, right? Um, And so they're just, uh, they still think I'm doing something illegal and because they just are so terrified of me making a big mistake in my life, Mm. I just stopped talking to them about it. Well, that's their fear too, though, totally. isn't it? And they're just trying to keep me safe. Yeah. And again, leave with love. Like, cool, I don't want to hurt you. You don't want to hurt me. Let's just not have the conversation. Mm. Don't give me the business advice. I'm the business coach. Yeah. Dad, I've got these, all right? I've yeah. got these. I've taught myself. Go on. <laughs> so is Steph as confident as she puts herself out to be? I saw this question and I was like, I think so. Yeah. I, I like, I don't, there's not many situations that I get nervous in. I don't think... Um, I don't think that I get very nervous very often. I was actually nervous. I was fine all day and I was just nervous when your thing came on. You were like, confidence is this and this and this. And I was like, shit, I'm not confident in that respect. (laughs) You know, like I said, we're not all confident in the same areas. And just because I'm confident in getting in my bra and undies, I've nailed that part of my, you know, around my body image and stuff. But that doesn't mean that I'm still 100% confident all the time. Yeah. And so I think like it's something that, you know, we're always working on and, and, you know, every level does have a new devil and and as you um, you know the next level in life the next level in your success the next level in your career like it's going to be more tricky it's going to be different than it was before and you know the the next level is like you know motherhood like it's a new it's a new thing it's a new devil it's a new thing you have to learn how to to navigate and a new boss you have to go up against and yeah like you have to the snack the snack monster but like I think that um I've been there he's like mum get me more peanuts (laughs) um but I think like it's you know it's one of those things that you just you you just keep doing it you just keep taking it moment by moment you just keep reminding yourself you've got it Mm. I just love the way that you put yourself out there and I think like I said I'm inspired by you I love the way that you coach I love the way that you show up and so you know is there an area that you want to build more confidence in oh good question good question (laughs) 
Yeah, definitely. Um, something I've been doing a little bit of work on with some mindset coaches recently has been uh, really the confidence to not be liked. Mm, I know that one. Because I do think that we are so lucky here in Perth. The girl boss community in Perth is mm. fucking phenomenal. Yes, that's you. Um, so supportive and so incredible. We're so lucky here because I, I know the other states, they, they genuinely don't have what we have. We're so lucky. Um, and so I do think there's been so much support from day one. And I feel so, so genuinely lucky to be in Perth and to have had the support that I've had. But there have been times where, and it's only been really recently, I'd say in like the last like three to six months, where I've actually started showing up online and sharing my thought leadership and genuine opinions because I've been a little bit scared to say one thing in case it gets taken and then thrown back at me one day, a couple of years later, or a couple of days later and be like, but you said this. So, you know, yeah. what do you think now? And I'm like, well, what I think now is that my opinion is entitled to fucking change yes. if I want it to, yeah. right? And that not everything, like what you're seeing online right now of me, of hides, of anybody is a snapshot in their world in that one moment. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what I'm learning and learning to do is to be like, okay, some people are maybe not going to love my opinions and that's going to be okay. And they're just not my people, but it's easier for them done to not be liked. Yeah. And I think, I mean, even me, I worry whether people like me, you know, we talk about this on the podcast, like it's not giving a fuck what people think, but that doesn't take away that sometimes we feel that way, mm-hmm. you know, and I go through it myself, you know? And so I love that you touched on that. And I know that's something that you and I had talked about and that was something that you'd recently been working through. I would love to know. So how do you plan on building your confidence? Because for these women to walk away tonight, you know, in different areas, we're going to build our confidence. How do you build your champagne confidence? Well, for me personally, um, I have a podcast, and for me personally, it's, it's about a, what's it called? Your it's, podcast? It's actually it's called the Steph Gordon Show. Yes. <laughs> and I, for me personally, it's been okay. If I'm having a rant at my partner Tim about something that I've seen online that's really fucking pissed me off, <laughs> which is things, of course. Like you know, the other day I saw something about. I saw something online the other day. It was like, be authentic. And then when you're authentic, you will be successful. And I was like, well, that's easier said than done, love. <laughs> Isn't it? You guys know. like. And I think one of the things I wanted to like talk about with you tonight was like the fact that you mentioned that we're confident in some situations and not all. Yeah, mm. that's because in every situation, we're a different kind of woman. You're a different kind of woman with tonight than you are when you hang out with your dad. You're a different woman with your husband, I hope, than you are with your dad. And, and so we have all these different masks that we wear, and they are masks, and that's okay. They're elements to our identity that make us the women that we are. And it's really hard to know authentically who we show up as online. We have all of these different aspects of our identity. Like, what is authentic? What does that actually mean? Yes. And so it's really confusing, I think, when people are like, yeah, just be authentic online and you'll be successful. Like, oh, like, ugh. Like, it sounds so simple, but it's actually really difficult. And so for me, it's like what I do every single day is is I want to share my opinions. So when I get ranty on, like, topics like that. Oh, she's ranty. She's ranty. <laughs> she loves a rant. When she gets ranty on topics like that, it's like, okay, well, instead of just being like, oh, that frustrates me and leaving it, now I will go out and I'll script a podcast and I'll record it and I'll put it on the mic and I'll put it out to the world because that challenges me a lot because I'm like, oof. 
someone's probably going to listen to that and get triggered because somebody's probably out there being like the authentic and they're probably going to get triggered and I didn't want that for them I don't want to piss those people off but at the same time I want to help all the women in the audience like you guys tonight that are like fuck I don't know what authentic is I don't know how to do that thing I don't know what that looks like um, to understand that me neither you know, like and I think it is, that? it's such a buzzword and I get told all the time, oh, Heidi, you're so authentic. And I had to really sit with that. Like, what is being authentic, you know, mm-hmm. because sometimes I don't show all parts of me. So Correct. does that mean I'm inauthentic, you know, like, yeah. although it seems like I show a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, believe it, that's not all. <laughs> not all of it, I promise. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, one of the big things that I want women to get out of tonight and who are listening to the podcast is stepping outside our comfort zone is how we build our champagne confidence it's when we're sitting in the shit and feeling uncomfortable and that's you when you're putting out these these bigger opinions and you know stepping into that so thank you for sharing that um what else was i going to talk to Steph about look at my notes See, you're allowed to do that here when we're not literally, you know, live on a radio show. It can be like, right, what one haven't I asked her yet? Because I said to Steph when we were um, when we were organising today, or, and even Ruby, I was like, I could just totally go off script, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your questions. I, I sent them, them. Yeah, I sent them questions because, well, Rosie especially was like, have you got questions? Have you got questions? And I'm like... Oh, yes, I do have questions, (laughs) but I do kind of talk a lot from, you know, just flowing through and following. So um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you before you finish up tonight is what, how can you help these women? If you could give them one thing to walk away with like a confidence challenge tonight that they can do in the next week that can start to change their life an actionable step, what, what would you share? It's going to be a one-liner, but it's oh, going to be... Oh, God, quick. I don't have time to read that. No, no, no. Question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, um, it's a one-liner, but it has a little tiny little story attached. So the one-liner is wear the fur jacket, okay? Mm. And the story that goes with that is... I used to look up to all these women who had these, like, really fun, extreme fashion styles. Like, women who would, like, go on a casual morning coffee in a fur jacket with a red lippy. You know, like, just the women who just, like, owned it. Like, they just wore it. It didn't matter if they were out on a Tuesday lunch. Like, they were, like, dressed to the nines. They, like, owned it. You know, women who really fucking own it. I used to look at those women. I used to be like, oh, gosh, that's so amazing, but I could never do that. Mm. I could never wear that. I could never. I could never rock that. I couldn't pull it off. I'm too short, too fat. My boobs are too big. My fucking insert thing that I told myself about myself that stopped me every single day. And I remember um, at a networking event, I, I caught up with a girlfriend who was there, and she was wearing this fur jacket, and I was like, "Babe, you are rocking that." And she was like, "Babe, you should get one. You know, they're, like they're everywhere right now. Like you should go get a fur jacket." I was like, "Oh, I, I couldn't insert all the reasons why I couldn't, right?" And I remember later on that week going shopping and seeing this fur jacket in the window and I was like, I'm just going to go try it on. And when I tried it on, I told myself, you don't need this. Where will you wear it? What will Tim think? <laughs> it's stupid, the shit we tell ourselves, right? Like, what would my, my fiancé Tim think? He'll be like, oh, that's a bit over the top. Where would you wear it? But I thought, no, fuck it. I'm going to I'm gonna buy the fur jacket and I'm going to just, you know, like, I'm going to just see if I wear it. And so I bought it and it stayed in the wardrobe for three months, but eventually I wore it. And when I wore it, I was transformed. And every single time I wore it, I was going to wear it tonight because I thought this would come off. Oh, so I was like, you yeah, should be wearing a bloody fur jacket. jacket tonight. But every time I wear it, I feel transformed. It's in a heap of my photo shoots. Like, I love it. Yes, actually. Yeah. Yes. It's in a heap of my photo shoots and I absolutely love it. And my piece of advice to you would be wear the fur jacket because 
it takes time to build the confidence. The confidence doesn't come overnight, but you can step into it and it can be anything. It doesn't have to be the fur jacket. It could be the attribute that you love about somebody. It could be their kindness. It could be the fact that it could be the person who smiles when they walk past other people in the morning on their morning walk. Whatever that attribute is that you are looking up to other people about, whatever that attribute is that you love about somebody else, try it on for a day. Just see if it fits because you're never going to know what your authenticity feels like. You're never going to know what your true version of confidence feels like until you actually wear the fucking fur jacket um, and, and start to step into it. This is why we love her. I said to her um, when we were getting ready, she's like, did you put me at first feet because you knew I wouldn't be nervous? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just like, oh yeah. I'm sometimes like you've got a lot of eyes on you even though you might be running coaching calls or you know even when I was in radio and you just when people are here looking at you you're like oh, wow they're real people I know. <laughs> so before you go does anyone have a question for Steph does anyone want to step outside their comfort zone I'll take two questions Kate I will if you could change anything in your business what would you do differently now from four and a half years ago okay wait I'm gonna answer so, question from Kate. If you could change... What were they? Anything <laughs> from now, from four and a half years ago. Yeah. Okay. So, Steph, could you... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so bad with people. I'm just trying to get it on the mic. That's why. Do you want to... I'll you're right. Yeah. You go, Kate. I mean, what did you say? Steph, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even drunk. I'll say it. Um, so, if I was to change anything over my business journey over the last four years, what would I change? Yeah. Nothing. Because even the shittest things, even the worst things, even the failures and the fuck-ups and the many, 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 many nights that I've spent crying into my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> at least uh, you had dinner on the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at least we're eating. Yeah. Um, you can't have the good without that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It wouldn't have mattered what changed because... If it wasn't that, it would have been a different version of that. There are lessons in life and in business that you don't get to avoid. Like, they will come at you even if you try and skip around them. <laughs> they will find you. <laughs> and so, you know, for me personally, like, they led me here and they made me stronger. So regardless of how bad it was or how hard it was, I had to learn those lessons that way. So probably nothing. I love that, Kate. Great question. Great segue, actually, of what my first question was going to be to Steph. <laughs> was how, do you want to tell everyone? Because I think this is, you know, no regrets in business, right? Stepping outside your comfort zone, um, pushing yourself in business and just leading you here. How did we actually meet? Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> well, I mean, I fangirled you a long time before you knew who I was. <laughs> I used to listen to Hides on the Raid radio before. The uh, Raid. And the Raid. <laughs> Hides on the Raid. Uh, on the way to work every morning. I used to listen to you on the way to work every morning. And I thought you were just the bee's knees. Uh, and really, really loved everything about you. And I started my business house hobby and I knew that influencers were the way forward. I knew, like, you know, I was my first ever business and I was like, must get influencers because <laughs> this will make me very rich. <laughs> right? Which, FYI, doesn't work like that. Uh, and I was like, who could I reach out to that I think that I would love to meet and that I'd love to have along to one of our workshops. We used to run creative workshops in Perth. They still run, very luckily. And uh, 
I reached out to Heights, I sent her a DM, and I was like, so nervous. I rewrote it like 17 times, right? Just trying to get it worded just right so that she would actually like maybe come or maybe even just reply. I would be so excited if she just replied to me. And uh, she replied. <laughs> she replied and she said no. <laughs> and, and it was hilarious because it was, we actually only had this discussion yeah, briefly. On her podcast, on podcast. That with me being interviewed by her, which is out next week. Out next week. Yeah. yeah. Such a, such a good one. Such a goodie. And we were just talking about it the other day and I was like, that actually broke me for a few days. Oh. No, it did. Because when you first reach out to somebody, when you, like, you guys will know if you've been in business, like that first, that first thing you try and you yeah. get rejected, it, it feels like someone oh. stabbed you in the eyeballs. I get it. I get rejected too. It fucking hurts. Yeah. And I remember being like, she hates me. And now she thinks I'm just using her and we'll never be friends. And, uh, <laughs> and, now, and now we're best friends and we live around the corner from each other. It's so nice. But, you know, the moral to this story is that she stepped outside her comfort zone. And one thing that we spoke about on Seth's podcast, which comes out next week, is that she did it so she pushed herself outside that comfort zone but I also was honest with my answer is that it just wasn't my thing I was going through a lot of anxiety at the time I just spoke about that on the radio and it was too big for me actually to go and sit there with other people random strangers and I said to Steph so it wasn't about her at all it was about me it's never about you yeah Yeah. and that's what we had the discussion so that's why I was like this is a great way to finish it unless we have one more question one more question from the audience yes okay what's your name Shetty. Shetty, and then you repeat her question back. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so you say that obviously there was a moment at Tony Robbins where you didn't believe that you could. Before you believed you could, how did you keep showing up and remain consistent Ooh. when you weren't quite there in your mind yet? Mm. So. When I went to Tony Robbins, before I could believe I could, <laughs> the little the little train of could. So but before I believed I could, how did I stay consistent and keep showing up even though I didn't have the belief? Mm-hmm. It's a really great question, um, and it's actually the reason why I do what I do now. Uh, and that's because I very very fortunately had Tim. And Tim, if anybody follows my partner online, you should definitely go check him out. It's Tim Frey. He is wild. <laughs> And he is basically this German gym owner. So if you could just imagine, like, really fiercely, ruthlessly PT, right? Uh, And every single day he'd be like, what have you done with the business today? (laughs) And uh, and he he was holding me so massively accountable to doing the work. It took me six months to build my first website, but every freaking day he would ask me how, where, where I was at on the website and why I hadn't I done it yet. <laughs> um, and then when it came to like actually pitching my first workshop, he was like, "Where is it at? Why haven't you done it yet?" Right? And then like, and then when I like, <laughs> and then the first workshop that I launched, no one bought tickets, so I had to shut it down. I had to, I lost a lot of money on it, and all the things happened because that's not how it works, guys. You don't just build and they come, right? Uh, and he was like, that's okay, get back up, you go again. <laughs> and so I just had this person and I was so aware that most people don't have that person. Most people probably have someone in their world that's telling them that they should probably stop or maybe you should just give up. Why do you keep putting yourself through this? Most people didn't have my Timmy. I'm so lucky to have had my Tim, but most people don't. And so I was like, well, I'm going to be that person for other people. And so that's why I started coaching. Yeah. Yeah. So great question.
speaking of your coaching, we'll chuck a link in show notes for people to jump on a call with you. Or no, you don't do calls, everyone. She's, she's Chloe. She's the big dog. <laughs> the big dog don't do the calls. Um, Tim do the calls. He'd be like, you need to come into the room. <laughs> <laughs> Mind fuck you. <laughs> he mind fucks me and yeah. we're friends. Yeah. I'm like, does he like me? I don't know. <laughs> he tells me what to do. I'm unsure. Like, he'll give me a coaching. Everyone's a bit scared of him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just because he's just like... <laughs> exactly like how you described him. Yeah, he is. Yeah, like I do like him though. I can't wait for him to marry you. <laughs> he's a lucky man. Okay, where can we stalk you? Give all the deets. Uh, probably just over at my Instagram, guys. Uh, jump into my DMs. I would love to have a chat. It's at StephGorton underscore underscore. I said tonight, even if you don't have a business, you'll probably want to start one just so you can work with Steph Gordon. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much for being a part of Champagne Confidence, the live show. That was the very first live podcast show with Steph Gorton. If you want to stalk either of us, we'll drop our links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a part of this. We we can tell you that there are shows coming to you. Well, not everywhere. We're not we're not international yet, but <laughs> if you live on the east coast of Australia, please grab the link in the show notes uh, to join the waitlist to find out where the shows are going to be, who our guests are going to be, and when they're going to be happening, and how you can purchase my book. We're going to be celebrating the launch of my book, so I'm doing a national tour here in Australia. Ah, so exciting! So all of the links in show notes. How you can buy my book how you can find out about where we're going to be with this tour and if you want to stalk Steph or myself. Thank you so much for listening. I love you and I'll chat to you in the next episode.